Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bull, Director of Public Affairs. We're back again this week after a couple weeks off for a bunch of travel, summertime um, events going on with American Farm Bureau. We had some conferences, and then we had our interns take over the podcast last week. So this week we are back in the saddle. We are going to be talking about trade, tariffs, the uh, state fair, the endorsement session for Missouri Farm Bureau PAC, and quite a few other things. So let's go ahead and get started. Spencer Tuma is our Director of National Legislative Programs. And Spencer, it's been a few weeks since we've last talked on the podcast. You've been all over the place going to a few different meetings, conferences and such. And uh, we also had the interns take over last week, and it was fun to have them uh, give their take on what's been going on in the trade front. But there really has been a lot of developments within the past couple of weeks since we last spoke on the podcast uh, in the on the in the world of trade and agricultural trade, especially. Uh, so, where have we um, ended up in the past couple of weeks with all those changes? Yeah, so it is good to be back in the office. It's nice to have some time to sit at your desk and catch up on things. And as you mentioned, there has been a lot of news surrounding trade. I know that Grace and Katie touched on some of the recent announcements on trade last week, um, but just wanted to dive into that a little more. Um, so, to kind of give you a background timeline, if this is your first time listening, on July 6th, the United States imposed additional tariffs on Chinese products to essentially punish the Chinese for their theft of U.S. intellectual property. In return, the Chinese retaliated on several billion dollars worth of products, many of those agricultural products. We have been hearing talk of this since April. That's really when the first announcements came out that this was going to happen. Um, So now that's all in effect. Um, And we are seeing impacts in the markets um, and around the state and nation of these tariffs on our our agricultural products. So to recap, some of those products that were subject to retaliatory tariffs included soybeans, corn, cotton, beef, sorghum, dairy products, um, pretty much everything we grow Mm -hmm. in Missouri. Of course, Missouri is a very diverse state. We're top 10 in several different agricultural commodities nationwide. Um, So it does hit us in a pretty unique spot because we have so many um, products that we're so good at growing. Yeah, and you know we may not really be done with this yet because the Trump administration is also continuing to threaten to ratchet up tariffs mm-hmm. and the rates and um, the, this this war, the trade war, doesn't seem like it's very near an end right now. So to try to balance that, we also had an announcement just a few days ago as well about some government policies to try to ease the the pain that's been inflicted uh, through the in, into the marketplace because you know like for example soybeans have dropped almost 20 percent um, since that first announcement in April of what the Chinese retaliation was going to be so uh, what are those programs looking like as far as we know so far so USDA has announced that they will um, pr- put forward about a 12 billion dollar uh, trade assistance package and that actually um, it's one package total, and that $12 billion is the total of all they're going to spend, but that's really going to be done in three parts. So the first one is the market facilitation program, which would provide payments directly to producers to help recover some of the losses that they have taken because of the tariff situation. 
Um, now, this is not intended to make farmers whole again. It's just intended to provide a little bit of assistance to help get us through, um, hopefully to the next growing season and when these this tariff situation is resolved. Uh, many in farm country know that the farm economy has been pretty weak over the past few years. Net farm income is the lowest it's been in 12 years, according to USDA. So people are already struggling. So this would just provide a little bit of a boost um, for those who have seen significant losses. The second program uh, is a program that would allow USDA to purchase excess commodities and provide those commodities directly to food banks. Um, so things like dairy products and meat products, things that are um, more perishable, although mm -hmm. it would include some soybean and corn products as well. And, and um, that's the Section 32 program, correct? That's where they actually purchase the physical commodities and, and actually take possession and deliver them to places. That's my understanding, yes. So then the, the, those products would be provided to food banks. And then the third program would actually, um, it's more of an internal program, which would provide additional funding to USDA to explore and open new markets. So I know just this morning, uh, we saw that there was announcement regarding Morocco um, accepting U.S. poultry products. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly, you know, a good sign for agriculture. Um, but China is a huge market for us, and so are Canada and Mexico. And as we continue to renegotiate NAFTA and figure out this intellectual property issue, we've certainly seen the impacts of that, and we think that this will only provide some much-needed assistance to our folks who, who have seen prices go down because of this situation. Right. Like you say, this isn't going to solve the problem no. at all. But it, it's uh, President Hurst, um, Blake Hurst, mentioned the other day that this is something that really may help a lot of people with their cash flow situation mm -hmm. if they have payments to make to their bank. I think that's a good point. Um, in, in those ways, it could help people stay afloat for another season, but it may not. Um, but it, it's not going to turn a profit uh, for your off, uh, your operation if you were uh, in a bad situation to begin with, but it may end up allowing you to live another day and hopefully we'll have the trade war uh, in the rearview mirror by the time next year comes around. Well, we're certainly hopeful that that's the case. And, and we are, you know, seeing a little bit of optimism coming out of the administration with regards to trade with Mexico. Now, mm -hmm. um, the renegotiation of NAFTA has taken, I think, longer than everyone would have anticipated yeah. or hoped. Um, and we're currently negotiating NAFTA with Canada and Mexico separately. So talks with Canada are still stalled. Mm -hmm. uh, but things seem to be moving with Mexico. And I've even heard Secretary Perdue go so far as to say that it could be wrapped up by the end of this month. So that would be yeah. Uh, certainly a win for agriculture and um, something we would look forward to. Sure. Well, and part of this uh, this adjustment package, what what's the name for this thing that I, they're calling it? I think they're calling it Trade Adjustment Assistance. So the Market Facilitation Program, the way that that has been um, proposed to be calculated to assist farmers, was something that did catch our eye as well mm -hmm. here in Missouri um, because we are in the middle of a pretty severe drought in, across most of the state, especially bad in the northern, north-central portions and down in the southwest part as well. Um, why is the way that they've proposed this going to be um, maybe hurting Missouri a little bit more? So we don't know all of the details of how the market facilitation program, which is the program that will provide payments directly to producers. Uh, we don't know exactly how all the details will work, but it has been proposed that USDA will calculate those payments 
with a formula that utilizes the 2018 crop yields. Now, as you mentioned, Missouri has been in a pretty severe drought. Um, I think we've been looking at the drought monitor all the way back until January, and we can see some of the impacts of that, and it just continues to get worse. Um, unfortunately, we do think that we will see a yield drop in many of those counties, especially who are above that D2 drought status. Um, so we don't think that using 2018 production yields is going to be a very accurate representation of how things normally go in Missouri. Yeah. And President Hurst always makes a really good point. You know, this tariff situation has impacted just more than just this year's agricultural production. You have producers that have held inventory over from last year. You have producers who are trying to make decisions for next year um, and are having trouble with that because of the way the markets have been reacting. So it really does affect multiple years of production. Sure. And the way that this is set up, if it if it did end up being a 2018 yield that uh, they calculate the payments on, it really ends up hurting the people who are having a bad year mm-hmm. far more than the people who had a good year. Um, so you're rewarded if you were in a place that got more rain, and you're punished even doubly by uh, being in a place that would have drought. So we did write a letter to try to uh, encourage Secretary Purdue to Uh, look at this a little bit um, differently, maybe use a a longer-term outlook on that? Yes, so we did. uh, President Hurst wrote a letter to Secretary Perdue and some of his colleagues at USDA asking them to provide special consideration for counties who have been impacted by severe weather or drought. Uh, That was sent last week, and we're very thankful as well to see Senator Roy Blunt actually weigh in with those similar concerns. Um, Missouri's congressional delegation has been very engaged on trade. They've also been very engaged on drought, and so we were thankful to see their support, Um, and we are hopeful that USDA will provide consideration for these special circumstances. And really, you know, something I think that's important to point out, we don't want to, if somebody's having a record year, we don't want to take away their ability to use their current yields to calculate those payments. We just want to be sure that those farmers who might be, you know, victim of the special circumstance with drought have the ability to kind of you know, receive those payments on a level playing field. Right. And this isn't just a Missouri problem. The The drought is actually pretty severe across much of Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma and kind of part of the Southwest as well. So um, hopefully the people down in those areas are going to weigh in on this as well and maybe make the, the secretary's office take a, a closer look at how this may affect people yeah. all across the, uh, the country. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll also get some rain that makes this not quite as big of a problem, although it's getting so late in the year that probably wouldn't affect yield too much, even if we started getting rain every other day. So Yeah, and um, I, I think it's important to remember, too, um, this is not just impacting the crop industry. You know, those who are involved in animal agriculture and raise livestock, they're seeing mm-hmm. impacts of the drought as well. Um, hay production is uh, significantly lower than it has been in previous years. And uh, we had a cold spring, and so folks have had to feed hay for uh, a lot more of the year than they may have anticipated. And so um, our hay stocks are down pretty significantly as well. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's definitely a concern. Yeah. And on that note, I actually just saw a um, press release yesterday afternoon saying that the Missouri Department of Transportation, uh, MoDOT, has uh, announced that they're going to allow hay transportation mm-hmm. and the permits for that to be streamlined, fast, fast-tracked, and you can get one within minutes. And they're waiving the fee um, to be able to uh, apply for that permit. I think it's normally a $32 fee or something like that. Um, Director Chen at the Department of Agriculture was very, pr- very um, 
praising of that decision by Governor Parson. She thought that that was a great way to provide a little bit of additional relief. So mm -hmm. um, the, we're glad that the state at least seems to be paying attention to what's going on, trying to help out where they can. Yeah, the governor has been really engaged on the drought situation. He has activated the Missouri DNR drought assessment team and the associated committees that are um, working on those situations. So Missouri Farm Bureau, uh, Leslie Holloway, has been a part of those conversations. It's something we're very engaged on. Great. Well, one other thing that we're very engaged on is the Missouri State Fair. Yes. And Happy we Fair Week. <laughs> so excited to be getting started. We've been working really hard on that um, here internally, trying to get the Farm Bureau building ready to go. Uh, I was just over there on Friday getting some banners up and you know, cleaning up the floors and moving tables and stuff. So we're trying to get everything ready to go. Um, but we, you've been working quite a bit behind the scenes, too, to get a few things ready for uh, the State Fair Week. What are we going to be looking forward to there? So the Missouri State Fair is always a really exciting time to reach people who may not be exposed to agriculture every day and also see a lot of your friends um, who you may not get to see the rest of the year. You know, the theme for this Missouri State Fair is come home. And like you and I were talking before the podcast, sometimes it kind of seems like a family reunion. <laughs> you know, you see right. folks that you don't get to see very often. Um, so we have a couple of exciting events lined up for this year. On Monday, August 13th, which is Farm Family Day, Missouri Farm Bureau will be partnering with other ag organizations in the state and Farmers for Free Trade, which is a coalition of agriculture organizations um, who are mostly at the national level but have affiliations in the states as well to host a press conference to talk about trade issues um, and how important trade is to Missouri agriculture. So that'll be at 11 o'clock on Monday, August 13th uh, in the VIP tent at the state fairgrounds. And that's over by the Kirkendary building. It's kind of by the northeast corner of mm -hmm. the fairgrounds. That's right. So um, it's pretty easy to find. And if you're having trouble, stop by the Missouri Farm Bureau yeah. building, and uh, one of us will be running back and yeah. forth. So it's we'd not be, too far from our building. We'd so. be happy to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And then, of course, Legislative Day is always my favorite day at the mm -hmm. fair. It starts with a governor's ham breakfast. Uh, and then Missouri Farm Bureau actually hosts a press conference with members of the Missouri congressional delegation who are attending the fair that day. Uh, to get their thoughts on different issues that are important to agriculture in rural Missouri. This year we're going to be talking about infrastructure in rural America. And there's a lot of different things we can talk about with infrastructure. So roads, bridges, ports, waterways, broadband. Um, I'm excited to see what the delegation brings, and we yeah. look for a big crowd. I think that's a good topic for us to discuss. It's really an important pressing thing that needs attention, and mm -hmm. we've got some leaders who are actually willing to give it some attention. So yeah. I think that's a nice uh, nice topic for us to discuss, and I look forward to hearing what they have to say. Um, one other thing that is happening is that the day after the start of the fair, we're going to be having our uh, Missouri Farm Bureau PAC endorsement session. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be considering the uh, nominations for United States Senate. Um, hopefully, well, we will we will have the nominees for the Democratic and Republican tickets um, here to speak, and uh, the endorsement committee will consider that. So, um, I guess by this time next week, we'll we will have endorsed a candidate, most likely. I guess it's always possible that they could vote not to endorse, but um, very likely there will be an endorsement by Farm Bureau for that. So um, we have quite a bit on our plate for politics in the in the coming few days. Right. It's definitely an exciting week, a um, couple of weeks for Missouri Farm Bureau, and we are recording this uh, on the day of the primary election. Yeah. So uh, certainly, um, if you're like me and you're interested in that sort of thing, definitely the polls close at 7 o'clock, so would encourage folks to get out and vote. And we both have our I Voted stickers we on. We do. So we voted. We voted. So you should vote, too, um, if you're listening to this today. So we better get this out quick. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I appreciate your time with us, Spencer, and look forward to seeing what all is going to happen in that endorsement session and at the State Fair. Um, so many things on our plate for the next few days. It's going to be a, a wild time, but it's going to be a lot of fun, too. So uh, we will try to circle back with you. Hopefully, we'll be able to record uh, within the next week and maybe even get a live State Fair recording done if we can get that figured out. Sounds good. Well, we will see you next time and hope to see everybody at the fair. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again this week. Look forward to seeing all of you that are members and part of our board of trustees for our PAC here at the Farm Bureau Center on Friday. We also have our commodity conference on Thursday and Friday morning, uh, which we didn't really mention um, speaking with Spencer, but that's a big event that we have a lot of people coming in for. We're going to be talking a lot about both livestock and uh, row crops. We have separate tracks that you can take that uh, for breakout sessions depending on if you're more heavily interested in livestock or row crops. And that allows everyone to get a little bit more specialized taste of information uh, that they're looking for on their commodities uh, that they raise on their own farms. So please show up on Thursday and Friday for that commodity conference here in Jeff City. If you want more information about the commodity conference, please give the home office a call and ask for Kelly Smith. He's the one coordinating all of that. And uh, then the PAC session will start immediately following the Commodity Conference on Friday morning. Um, the first the first speaker will be at 11 o'clock Friday morning. So we have a lot packed into those couple of days. And then we do look forward to seeing you at the Missouri State Fair. Come by the Farm Bureau building. We have ice-cold 25-cent milk, as always. And we have a lot of interesting stuff in the building this year about how uh, showing you how Missouri Farm Bureau advocates for farmers, the rural way of life, and all Missourians. So we look forward to seeing you there. Come by and say hi. We'll be there for the whole 10 days. Actually, I guess it's 11 days of the State Fair. So look forward to seeing you there. We will try to get a recording done while we're at the fair and hopefully uh, get that uh, done live in the building. So we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for joining us.